I've had some problems with confusions. I got a little CTE issues, okay? Just a few, just a few. And really, Mark, I think you do a great job hosting the show. But <laughs> Thanks, Phil. You're, you're very welcome. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. And this week's What Are the Odds? Your Major League Rugby Sports Betting Show starring WWE legend and Fox Business analyst John Bradshaw Layfield, his gambling guru, the best sports better ever, the Philly Godfather, and our gift of rugby, Gift Abelu of the Gift Time Rugby Network, host of the Grow Rugby Show and director of the HBCU Rugby Classic. Guys, another great weekend of rugby uh, that proved that we really don't know what's going on in this league, right? Again, we have a very happy colleague on this panel right now because somebody was three and one, and we'll let you all guess who that might be. Rise from the ashes. Rise from the ashes. <laughs> It's a dud, John. It's a dud. <laughs> you know, he followed his three and three with a three and one this week. I got my Louisville slugger bat if that sword don't work. <laughs> Who signed the bat? My name's on it. See, look, John Bradshaw Layfield right there. See? Can you see it? Does it hurt if you hit yourself in the forehead with it? Can you just show the folks yeah. at home what not to do with a baseball bat? <clears throat> John Bradshaw Layfield, the wrestling god, ladies and gentlemen. Wrestling like god. Booth, I'm signing bats right off the Louisville slugger line. Right. I mean, as soon as they cut down the tree, this is a tree that was struck by lightning. Oh, I just saw what the I just do? saw the subtitle. It said, uh, looks like Tarzan, hits like Jane. Then like Marie Laveau blessed it. And the next thing you know, John Bradshaw Layfield's got a Louisville slugger bat. On air. On air. Okay. All right. Let's move on to our first match of last week, which we all split. It was New England going into the Coliseum for the first game of a doubleheader against San Diego. San Diego was laying three. And Gift, you talked me into this one, but we're going to talk to the Godfather about it first. I should have known better. I mean, New England had the better point differential in the year. And San Diego as a favorite at home. I, I thought, you know, the trip, would take its toll on New England. Uh, I know Duncan's definitely worth the trip. Last week, San Diego wasn't. I mean, they were just horrible last week. Should have known better. Yeah, and Cecil Africa, who's basically the last one left standing from what was supposed to be a great backfield on paper, was now forced to play fly half. And one of the first things that happens is Jackson Thebus, the number five for New England, gets into the open field, little shimmy, and then bowls him over before just kind of falling down and getting the ball into the hands of Fife who scores on the outside for New England. But Central Africa did not sign up for this stuff, but he's still putting his nose in there. Yeah, it's just hard bet on a bad team like San Diego. Two and five straight up, negative 69 point differential on the year. But I really thought that travel would, you know, restrict New England and uh, limit some of their, uh, you know, late in the game, some of their energy. But it did. they won by 10 points by double digits. John, what did we learn about the New England victory over San Diego? We learned that San Diego isn't the team that uh, we thought they might be. Look, I thought when they got Peterson in there and you got Cecil Africa, I thought you had a, a team that had some real uh, potential. Potential that ain't paid the rent, man, and they ain't paying the rent down in San Diego right now. Yeah, they got to get Peterson back. We, he's MIA. We get more injury information out of Bill Belichick about his team than we can from the San Diego Legion. Giff, you talked me into this one. I told you, travel is going to make the difference, and it's also because – this is not San Diego's real home. This is L.A.'s home. It, it's L.A. San Diego, we saw the same thing in Vegas. They don't have a home, so they play like they don't have a home. They're, they're homeless, all right? <laughs> New England, this is the same team that 
took that, on an that, LA team. That is making zero sense. <laughs> zero. Zero. You have and, and that's what that was all the sense it made to believe that San Diego was gonna take this. New England already took on one Cali team. You weren't gonna go lose again to another Cali team in that Coliseum that they already lost once already. New he England had this all day. You have to listen to him. It's just it's it's he's it's, it's my ears are bleeding. But John, what are you gonna do? He he was three and one. San Diego traveled two hours. New England flew six thousand miles. But and New England somehow get to say the travel. I don't I don't know what he's talking about. New England had the most rest. That's what I'm trying to say. On Even the if plane? You, when they travel back three, four hours, <laughs> it was rest. It's like starting late. San Diego, ah, this is normal. It's just advantage to New England. Let's just put it like that. Okay. Advantage to New England. <laughs> okay. Now, now if I had to go back, I, I would have picked San Diego. Uh, the second part of that doubleheader was the Giltinis hosting your boys, John, from D.C. Your adopt one of your 15 adopted teams, Old Glory D.C. That ball is still intact, despite the fact that you stuck swords in it last week. Yeah, I had. Uh, I'm sorry to do that. My, my friend Paul Sheehy called me on it. My neighbor uh, Chris Dunlivian sent me a text on it saying, uh, "Would you let me win an arm wrestling match? You might win one anyway. I don't know, uh, but." I did not want to do it. I did not want to call it, but I did not think that uh, Old Glory really had a good shot. And here's the thing: Old Glory played about as well as they could play. To say the first 15 minutes, they were in the they were in the the, the LA Gatini's half of the field almost the entire first 15 minutes, and they're down 14 to three at the end of that time. So they're making a yard. They make a yard. The Gatini's get the ball. They score. They make a yard, they make a yard. Giltinis get the ball, they score. They're running the ball, the Giltinis are. It reminds me of the Fiji Sevens team, the way they handle the ball back and forth. It's really impressive what they do, and they are beyond explosive. Oh, and how about the prop? J.P. Smith, the South African, in the open field, kicks it on the ground, and it's scooped up by Vandemeva with the platinum hair that you're going to die to because your, your team lost to the Giltinis. For a try. I mean, that's just, you know, we all talk about the vaunted back line, but they, they, got the, they got the props kicking the ball in the open field for feeding the wings. That's just unfair. Every time you had Gatini's get the ball, they score. They do something like that. And when you have that vertical pressure like that, you have a prop kick a ball, which shouldn't happen. And you get a little grubber kick and you score a goal off of it. It's like they're drawing it up in the, in the schoolyard, Godfather. I think you just go to church and you pray because this is the best <laughs> team in the league. It's the greatest show in rugby right now. They're averaging almost 50 points a game. Gift, we got to go to you next. All you do is pick winners. That's all you do. Nola coming back from 14 down to beat the Toronto Arrows, who were laying seven, 22-14. But I got a question for you, Gift. How much for the Taylor Adams voodoo doll to have him have that game and get the yellow card with 70 minutes gone in the match? How much, Gift? When you got the connections, you don't got to worry about you just know the value is always going to make it worth it in the end. We rise. We rise. You don't see Nola lose twice in a row. Nola has one of the best late game defenses in the league. We've seen it time and time again. Nola has arguably one of the best late game defenses. They might that have anything to do with travel. <laughs> it's late game schematics. The schematics helped them in this. It's the flub. By the flub. Gift, you're not saying you're not saying historically Nola has never no, lost two this games season. In a row. You're this, season. this season, this season, they do, yeah. and we've just you seen it so consistently over New England, over and over. So 
sometimes you got to spot these teams a little bit of hope, but you weren't going to have that in the gold mine. I picked Toronto, and I was giddy because they were up 14-zip. Montero with two tries. I thought they were going to run Nola out of the building, and then they just completely fell apart. And I got to know what Nate Osborne, the head coach, said in that locker room because Herb Brooks is smiling someplace. They came out. They were a disjointed mess in that first half at home, and then yet came out in the second half and were a clinical, everybody playing together rugby team. That is definitely voodoo, John. The gold mine. They was in the gold mine of Nala. The gold mine did it to him. Is that how you say it? Nala? Is it Nala or Nola? He has no idea. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We're just letting him have this one. He's just here. He's here for looks. That's all he's here for. Next up, New York going into Seattle. How do you say, John, how do you say Seattle? You got New Orleans and you got Seattle. How do you? That's the, the best linguist on this panel. It just, it's Seattle. That's how it is. It, Seattle. And you nod your head when you do it. It's Seattle. 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 Yeah. yeah. All right. Next one up, New York going into Seattle in what we all thought was going to be a blowout in favor of the visitors. New York was laying five. And what happens? They play the worst half of rugby, arguably, for themselves this year in the first half and lose Nick Savetta to uh, concussion protocol. And they had Dylan Fawcett on the bench, but he came in in that second half and he was completely on fire. Seattle, heartbreaking loss. Again, gift. Again, gift. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, I, I, I wanted you to again, the gift. I want you to feel the moment of just the New York still getting it right on the overall, but, uh, you know, still faltering as they've been doing. I don't take anything from it. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. This, there's nothing that you can really take from it. Next week, Seattle does not get the benefit of the doubt. And New York, well, never really got any much more of a benefit of the doubt from me, but I do expect them to still improve on from this. This would have been the most devastating loss and likely cost them the postseason because they've got L.A. next week. They had Hanko Hermeshais, the Terminator, back at, uh, at flanker, but they were awful. You know, pretty much you got to tip your cap to Seattle because they came out and played a very good rugby game, and they're, they're without key components. Matthew Drew Turner had to do the final kick, and he never misses, and he missed. And that simultaneous heartbreak was euphoria. For New York and Seattle, respectively, Godfather. Yeah, I mean, Seattle was the hungry team. The last one came over Utah. Uh, they're one and five on the year, a negative 106 point differential. They're giving about uh, over 200 points on the season. But Seattle was definitely, they, they were trying to win this one, man. They're a hungry, wounded team. And uh, New York just found a way to win. I had no idea that they're going to hit the beverage cart on the plane on the way there. That was god awful. I mean, god awful. Uh, look, sir, apparently, Sir Alex gave him the hair dryer at halftime because they came out and played a little better. Mainly, they put Dylan Fawcett in the game. Look, these guys couldn't get a line out. They couldn't get a line out. They're throwing the ball all over the place like the guy was cross side throwing the ball in. He is. And he is cross side. Finally, well, that, that explains it. That's why he put Dylan Fawcett back in. Fawcett has a great line out, gets a mall, gets a try, and then. I mean, they, they just were not in the game mentally at, at all. And they kind of play, they played a lot better in the second half. They gave up no points to Seattle in the second half. You know, that last kick would have took it from them. Uh, New York won the second half, but they should have won this game by 20 points. And it was just very, very bad mental game. And I, I disagree with you. I think if you're a fan of New York, you're worried right now. Because where in the heck this team showed up from is beyond me. Yeah, they're really inconsistent. They can play really tight rugby one week and then – play disjointed rugby 
and a lack of discipline is the biggest thing for them. But we got to take a quick break and we'll be back with our picks for next week. Don't go away. Been blind since I was four. And I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste. And my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has the taste and the flavor. What do you think's on the label? I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn, jumping over fire. Oh, that's good beer. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle, on West 36th Street. John Bradshaw, Layfield, the Hall of Fame WWE wrestler, the Philly Godfather, just the best goddamn sports better on the planet, and Gifty Baylou, the gift of rug to rugby and mankind, who is red hot right now making his picks. And what better way to segue to NOLA minus four at home versus the Houston Sabercats gift. This is going to be a NOLA team that is about to run rickshaw on this Houston team. Not only are they going to be able to feed off of this comeback that they took from this week, the weather probably is not going to be that great, which works favorably for New Orleans at home. I'm taking NOLA and overall for the win. You make some sense. John, you got your Texans coming in here from Houston. Right over Lake Ponset train. That's where you're going down to voodoo land into the gold mine. That's what you're talking about. And Houston, they are a little bit schizophrenic. I love Houston, but uh, I think they're going to be in over their head down in the gold mine and the voodoo sword. It's going to be smizzing with gifts cat. Smoky. All right. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm sorting through all of that. Are you picking Nola? I don't know what you missed in that. Yes. It's like throwing Frisbees to somebody sitting down. I stopped, I stopped paying attention. It's just over your head. Okay. I am picking the gold mine, like Indiana Jones going to the Temple of Doom, going past all the bad, the evil, Lake Pontchartrain, the Gators, and the voodoo, going down into the gold mine, and I pick Nala against my Texans. Wow, you are a uh, you disloyal. I you're going to get banned from the state of Texas because of this show in Philadelphia. What John just did is called a Benedict Arnold. Yeah, now, I don't know what you call it in Texas, <laughs> but in Philly we call it a Benedict Arnold. And uh, Houston's been playing some great ball. They put up 76 points in their last two matches. Uh, Nola coming off a big win. Uh, anytime there's some bad weather, the, the dogs always lie. So give me Houston plus the points, and give them also, give them to me also on the money line. They're going to win this game outright. Ooh. Ooh. Like I said, Houston wins this game. <laughs> All right, so we might have an instance here, Godfather, where uh, Gift and John are lumped in together, and I got to go against that. And with you saying that, I'm going with Houston for Paul the Cactus Emmerich, the fourth. I'm taking that fourth. The next one up, Austin, minus four at New England, John. God bless Texas. God bless Texas. Look, I picked against my Houston team. I have a place just north of there. I regret that. 
But I do think that the gold mine is going to be too much for the Houston Sabercats. But I think the Austin team is going to be too much for New England. I think they're just too aggressive and their defense is too tough. They're only giving up about 15 points a game. Best defense in the league by far. New England is very explosive. But I like Austin here, especially with that defense. Godfather, this is where we find out whether the Austin Gilgronis are for real. And it's a home crowd with Massachusetts people. Ask not what your free jacks can do for you, but ask instead what you can do for your free jacks. I mean, this Austin team could very well be 6-0 and on the season. They lost two games by two points or less. Uh, they've given up 89 points on the year. Their defense is amazing. Uh, New England had to fly out to the West Coast. Now they got to fly back to the East Coast to play this uh, tough Austin gritty team. I like Austin here. I think they win easily. Austin, the most uninspiring offense in MLR. Going into New England, who's coming off a big win. They get to be at home. It's looking like it's going to be a great game for New England. And if it wasn't for the fact that they were not going to score 22 points minimum, which is what they seem to constantly need to be able to win games, this could work in their favor, but it's not. Austin with the points. And to win. Four seems a lot, but I'm going to go with the consensus. I'm going to go with the crowd here, and I'm going to go with the Gilgronies showing that they are for real, and it's not a knock on New England, but I think, you know, on paper, the Gilgronies are just a better team. Atlanta at Toronto in Atlanta, and Toronto minus three. Godfather. I made this game a coin flip, and anytime I make a game a coin flip, I got to take the underdog here. Give me the, uh, I'm taking the points here, Matt, with, uh, with the underdog. The dog is, the whole, is Atlanta. Playing in their stadium, they're the away team getting three. I'm with Godfather. This one's tough to me. I, this is t- I really like the way Toronto's been playing lately. They attack well, and they, they attack in spurts. But I'm going to go with the Atlanta. So you're going with the visiting team in Atlanta. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> not even makes any sense. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of art, that segues perfectly into not making sense. Gift, what's your take on this one? Yeah, you're going to tell us something about travel for these City. <laughs> Sididi? Can you say Sididi? Sididi? <laughs> But always Atlanta. I'll tell you right now, he's picking. He's picking Atlanta. Well, I got news for you, Godfather. You are correct. <laughs> that Toronto can pretend to act like Atlanta is their home, even if they're supposed to be home. It's not home. The Power of Life University. Atlanta already did this to Toronto early in the season. Atlanta's coming off rested. Toronto's coming off a, we almost had the win and then it got taken away from us because, you know, New Orleans is great. And now you got to take what's basically your in-stadium rival. Look at March 20th and just copy and copy and paste. <laughs> I'm still drinking the, the Arrows Kool-Aid. I think they got to bounce back at this one and at least cover that three points. I'm going with the Arrows. So in your faces. You got to make up for that whispering into the ear and saying, oh, you guys got this. How bad was that? Do me a favor. Don't ever whisper in my ear about anything. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. John, all glory, looking to rebound, going into the mountains to face the Utah Warriors. Are you boys going to bounce back? Because the Warriors are only laying three. Long road trip for the old glory. They're staying out there, I believe, is what they're doing. And uh, so – you know, that those things, you'd work, work one way or the other. They never work just kind of down the middle. I think they're going to gel. I think they're going to play well. I'm going with my old glory boys to get back on track. Ooh, that's a tough pick. Godfather. Old glory, two, three, and one record on the year. They could be one and four if they hit Ty Nola uh, early in the season. Uh, negative 35 point differential. I like the Warriors here at home with that altitude. They got a big, uh, 
home field advantage there, especially in the second half of the games. I like I like the Warriors minus three. I think it's an easy win. I, I see this as the retribution. You know, Old Glory's got a young team. You know, you got to take it. You took on L.A. Giltinis and got through the shredder. That's basically everybody. Utah, this is a team that lost to Seattle. This is all I'm going to say. That was a different Seattle team. And Seattle's also getting Brad Tucker back this week. It's always a different team until you see it's just the same team. We just put a different mask on. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I'm going with Utah at home. Tough trip for Old Glory. And they are pretty beaten up from that last match. And they're on the road again. So I'm going with Utah home cooking and those drums, the war drums. Next one up, Los Angeles. The Giltinis coming into New York to play in Jersey City. Rugby United New York getting 12. I've said this once. I'll say it again. Giltinis aren't going down until July 2nd. It's, they're, they're just not. Uh, New York, just consider this a time to just work out all your players. Check out your backups. That target date happens to be Nola going into the Coliseum. I, I can't help when the timing is. I'm just saying, you know, it just seems to be set up for it. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's where he's going with that. I don't know what happened to Rugby New York. They were a well-disciplined, well-coached team, and then the last two weeks, they, they're a complete different team. They, they just don't seem like the team they were just three weeks ago, much less against the team like the Giltinis. They're, they're head and shoulders better than anybody else in the league right now. Yeah, you know, Starfire Stadium up in Seattle is a tough place to go to and play. Maybe Seattle is getting better. Who knows? Maybe that's an indication of what we can expect out of New York Godfather. But, you know, I know you've said you, you, you'll you take 14 and lay it with Giltin. He's, he's going to do that in Jersey City? I mean, if you just look at the records, it looks like it could be competitive. you got a 6-0 and team in the Giltinis against a 4-2 uh, New York team. But New York just gave up 74 points over the last two weeks to Seattle and Toronto. And the Giltinis might, have put, might end up putting 74 points up on them this week. 12 points... Uh, you know, they say the point spread is a great equalizer, but I would need at least 20 points here to take the dog. Give me the Giltini's minus the 12 on the road. I think it's easy money. You guys make a lot of sense, and I'm going to make absolutely no sense here, but I am from Jersey City. I live in New York. There is no way I am picking against New York this week. Give me the 12 and give me Rugby United New York. Time out. Time out, Matt. Is there something going on that you know about that you're not telling us? Any injuries on the Giltini's? I've been smoking a lot of pot. Yeah, you gotta let it all out right now. Matt, may I ask you uh, this week when you sent a text out that you had been drinking, who were you drinking with? <laughs> I can't, I'm not gonna. He was drinking with Stephen Lewis, the head of what a rugby. little snitch. Oh my. In rugby <laughs> New York. And his text, it looked like it was gibberish. It looked like he took an alphabet and threw it on a wall. It's just like all misspelled words. They're obviously having a very good time. But all of a sudden now he comes out and just says, oh, I think I'm going with New York. Billy Godfather's right. He's on to something. World's tallest snitch right there. John Bradshaw Layfield. He's cutting he's, one texting everybody back. going, hey, I'm drunk. Look at me. I'm having my first beer. I didn't put that. You contacted me. And first, A, and B, your WWE character coming back, the snitch. Perfect. It goes right with the heel, the snitch. San Diego going up to Starfire to face the Seattle Seawolves. The Seawolves at home, minus three. Godfall. Seattle played a tough one, tough loss to New York last week. San Diego laid an egg at home in that Coliseum. This is so, it's two bad teams. Give me the home team. Give me the three uh, with Seattle. I'll take Seattle minus three. 
Gift. See, this is a San Diego team that beat Austin. I mean, it might have happened like almost five weeks ago, but even with Seattle having the home field and getting their second one, I really believe last week was more of a factor of Seattle's first home game versus actually playing well at home. I look at San Diego to bounce back from this. They're not locked into the Coliseum. They're back on the road where they're normally used to be. Nobody faking home again. Give San Diego the win and the points on this. <laughs> that you got a whole new level there of of that made no sense whatsoever. <laughs> I don't I feelings don't have... over facts, baby. I all <laughs> <laughs> they're you back, they're the back to being on the road words. and not at a fake home. So that's gonna aid San Diego. Fake homes, Las Vegas, Coliseum. Those are all fake homes for San Diego. So being on the road is better than being in their fake home. At least they know that they are on the road. That is a mental I'll game. take Seattle with the three, Your Honor. There's no way I'm going to go with San Diego after that. No way. I, no way. Just absolutely no way. How do you follow that, John? Very simple. Billy Godfather picks Seattle. Gift picks the other side. <laughs> this is a no-brainer. Back up the truck. Unload the mortgage. Bet everything on this one. It's, it is, everything is right about this pick. <laughs> I'm going with the home team. I'm going with Seattle. Look, they had 500 people there last week. It was, it was a good game. You know, New York did not play very well. They ended up winning, but it was a really good game right down to the end. Last minute, second kick. You couldn't get any closer than that. The fans left very excited. They were excited the whole game. I think it makes a difference. And I think Seattle's going to play better this week and beat San Diego, who seems to be having a lot of problems. And I concur, and that makes it – three against one which means we're going to lose and gift's going to win this one that watch just watch that's what's going to happen right godfather it's just schematic schematics flub feelings over facts final thoughts godfather gift's going down this week he's been smoking hot he's been smoking he's been voodooing uh his schematics are going to fail fade the gifts for this week john a little homer going on here turns out matt mccarthy was caught drinking with the head of rugby new york steve the lizard himself, Lewis. I categorically choose his home team. I disagree with him. I love Steve Lewis. I think he's a great guy. I wouldn't mind going drinking with him, but they have no chance against the LA Guiltinas. This is all conjecture, ladies and gentlemen. John Bradshaw Layfield did play a heel his whole career. He's got all different kinds of characters. And if a couple of guys just want to have a couple of beers and talk a little rugby, this is America. We can do that. But I agree with everything that he said. Gift, final comments. We had a great HBCU Rugby Classic this week, which brings all this great energy just coming out of this area added on top of everything. And it's just going to flow into this weekend. People can uh, not understand the words, but understand the feelings. Understand the feelings. You in the gold mine, Gift. You in the gold mine. Gold mine. I love it. Keep digging. I love it. Keep digging. Keep digging. <laughs> thank you for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. On that note, I want to thank Mr. John Bradshaw Layfield, the WWE Hall of Famer and swordsman. Mr. Gift of Baylou, the gift to, to rugby and the gift to mankind. And, of course, the best goddamn sports better on the planet, the Philly Godfather. On behalf of them, I'm Matt McCarthy. Please check out our other segments, including our Major League Rugby Show, our Global Rugby Recap, Martial Law, the Zach Attack. And please sign up for our American Red Cross Rugby Wrap-Up Blood Donor Team. <laughs>